This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. Welcome back. This is Small Biz Florida, your go-to source for all things small business in the Sunshine State. Today we're coming to you from the JW Marriott in Orlando, Florida, where Small Biz Florida is covering the 2023 Florida Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. We like to call it Flagle for short. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be part of this event. It is an incredible event. It is an important event for small business owners and operators, and this year is no exception. Uh, as everyone knows who tunes in on a regular basis, Small Biz Florida was created to shed light on crucial issues and promote the, the wealth of business assistance resources available throughout the state of Florida. At Flagle, we're interviewing guests who represent various lender uh, institutions from across Florida. Uh, we're here to learn about SBA lending uh, from the industry experts, exchange insights, and explore resources uh, for you here at one of the industry's top conferences. Uh, Stay in the loop. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe to Small Biz Florida and stay updated on crucial resources and best practices for your business. So we have with us now on Small Biz Florida at the Flagle Conference, we have an old friend of mine. We go go way back. Eric Dunham, who is with the First Bank of the Lake. Eric, uh, welcome. Now, you're kind of a return guest, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, you were on the show many years ago. We did a radio broadcast, I want to say, uh, gosh, five years ago now, at at least. Back in our old radio days. Back in our radio days. Now it's all about podcasts. (laughs) And uh, we also have, uh, with Eric, also from First Bank of the Lake, we've got Igor uh, Milanovic, uh, Igor, welcome to uh, Small Biz Florida. Thank you, thank you. Uh, glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's start as we always do. Uh, just a little bit of your background, pathway uh, to First Bank of the Lake. Now, Eric, I know you you can go way back. Yep. Uh, farm, farm Bureau. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Farm <laughs> that's Credit. Right. Farm Credit. That's yeah. right. Farm Credit. Uh, but just a little bit of background, pathway to yeah. First Bank. Go ahead. Well, Eric. yep. So, so Tom and I met in Fort Pierce. Uh, St. Lucie County, and I had my first position out of college uh, from University of Florida um, with uh, Farm Credit Bank right there uh, in Fort Pierce. So I I cut my teeth on large agribusiness lending around Florida and then moved into uh, more traditional banking um, and then eventually evolved into SBA lending. Um, And that that has been a span of over 25 years now. Um, and within SBA lending, I have started, uh, I've always done manufacturing and, and love doing manufacturers. And our bank is very, um, very eager to do deals for manufacturers. Um, and then I've evolved also into business acquisition lending as well. Nice. Okay, yeah. nice. Uh, Igor, same, uh, same question. Uh, pathway to First Bank of the Lake. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I started my uh, credit background with uh, Bank First. Actually, it was here in Orlando, and then Bank First was uh, later on acquired by Seacoast out of Stewart. Uh, and I was with Seacoast for five or six years uh, in their conventional loan department first, and then they kind of started getting into SBA, so I moved into SBA 
underwriting position. And then from there, uh, you know, I got this great opportunity to join First Bank of the Lake. Nice. And uh, I've been First Bank of the Lake for the uh, last four years. Nice. Now, you know, gentlemen, when we talk banking, it's always natural for people to, to say, uh, you know, talk about the big banks, you know, Bank of America, TD, you know, Truist, <laughs> Wells Fargo. And then maybe when you get down to the regional level, people talk about the Seacoast, the South States. But when you come to this flagle mm-hmm. gathering, yeah. it's amazing. The room is full of all kinds of specialty lenders yes. that, that a lot of small businesses just don't even understand the lending opportunities that are out there. Is That's that a right. fair statement, Eric? Very that, fair, very accurate, yeah. yeah. So talk to us about First Bank of the Lake. I mean, I'm, I'm almost certain probably nobody I know mm-hmm. knows First Bank of the Lake. So yeah. how do how do these institutions like First Bank of the Lake work? What's, what are your specialties? What's the niche? How do you uh, help and service that small business community? Yeah, great question. So we're probably one of the biggest small banks you, you've never heard of, or at least <laughs> starting to hear of. Right. SBA recently ranked us in the top 2% nationwide for, for SBA loan total production. And that, that means we're closing a lot of deals, and that's compared to all the big banks, uh, pretty much everybody in the SBA marketplace. Um, so our bank, um, we have uh, we do SBA loans. That's pretty much all we do. Uh, we've got what we call verticals or teams within the bank, um, which allows us a couple different things. It allows us to specialize in, in certain areas of lending, like manufacturing, right. but it also allows us um, to go nationwide. So uh, I've actually got a loan in Alaska right now. I'm hoping to get one in Hawaii soon so I can go do yeah. the collateral inspection, but it hasn't <laughs> happened. Right. But uh, so that, that's we're um, that's basically how we're structured, and uh, it seems to to work well for us. And, and again, it, it is so important to have those. Uh, and I think it was your words, niche. Mm-hmm. I mean, how critical is it that we have this this ecosystem of niche bankers that all gather here <laughs> at the Flagle Conference? Um, you know. Yeah kind of address that issue? Sure. It, it's really important because every bank kind of, you know, we all do SBA, right? So we're all under this umbrella, but there's a wide uh, diversity of uh, preferences within the SBA program, right? We all have to work within what's called the SOP or the standard operating procedure in terms of, of structuring and, and closing loans that are compliant with what the SBA right. says we can do. But within that, um, and I think the SBA is around 500 pages, Igor, maybe. Yes. Uh, but within that, um, we can, you know, each lender gets to choose what they what they kind of want to do, what they want to specialize in, okay. and what makes the most sense for, for their particular institution. And because of the specializations, mm-hmm. you could potentially be certainly more valuable, mm-hmm. helpful, and, you know, beneficial to that small business? That's right. Yeah, that, that's really well said. And it's funny because... You know, prior to uh, when you and I first met, I was a generalist, right? Which means, you know, I'd be working on a manufacturing deal one day and maybe the next day it would be, uh, you know, something else, a business acquisition or it could have been an equipment loan. So when you start to specialize in one area, you get you start to get pretty good at it. Right. Um, and by specializing in manufacturing and business acquisitions, you know, that's, that's all you're doing day in and day out. Um, you start to get very proficient and you start to... Um, get to know your business well and and what ends up happening is you add value to the client because they're dealing with somebody in a sea of lenders who do SBA, right? Right. They're dealing with somebody who specializes in that particular need that they've got at that time. So uh, we've kind of evolved our bank where we're set up that way. So we're all specialists in our respective area. 
All right. So, Igor, let's talk about the 500 pages. Okay. Of <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. That's why Igor's here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He knows the 500 uh, pages. Let's just talk in general about underwriting. Okay. You know, this is, um, this is one of those scary parts of all this, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, Eric's the, the front man. You know, he's doing, he's doing the work with the client. Uh, he's, he's gathering up the documents. <laughs> he's, he's telling the client, we're going to get this loan. We're going to help you with this building and, and help with this expansion. And, and then, of course, I think the next step is, well, we're going to send it all to underwriting. Talk about mm-hmm. underwriting. What, what happens in this, this part of the process of the loan? Well, the function of the underwriting team, I believe, is to, you know, to kind of make sense of, of the risk of the loan to, to, to the bank, right? So uh, we, we take a look at all the information that, that the BDO or, or the banker has gathered for this particular client. Uh, you know the financials, uh, credit history, all of that, and we, you know, we, we come up with a, a particular decision or a suggestion on how this loan can be structured, or you know, if if the loan has already been well structured, then we you know kind of proceed on and and uh, you know go through our uh, approval process. Okay. Uh, I think you know in, in SBA again it's it's a it's a cash flow cash flow world, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if if it's a company that's that's already existing and the hash historical cash flow mm-hmm. we look for, you know, like, like I said again, at least one point one five percent that that search coverage as kind of a, of a standard for SBA. Uh, above that of course, you know right. everything is better. Uh, but you know, even if we, when you have a startup, we still look for uh, projections that make sense, right. that have good uh, good assumptions, and then with those projections, does the, does does the cash flow support support what whatever right. whatever the loan amount the, the right. particular client is looking for? So so underwriting really is here is almost a value add for the client. I mean, you're Correct. here to help understand. And if there is an issue, you're you're here to uncover it before the loan gets sent on to the SBA. Correct. Yep. Uh, and because we certainly don't want to do that, and then the SBA sends it back, and we start back at square one. Yes. So you, I mean, really, the, the underwriting department is our friend. Uh, you're you're <laughs> yes. there to add some value. You're yeah, there to much. yeah. You're there to look at the structure of the deal. You'd even have suggestions. Maybe we change this. Correct. Maybe we we do something a little different. Yes. Yeah. So I just want people to understand. Don't be. Don't be frightened when the when your when your uh, when when your sales rep like Eric says, "Well, we're we're going to underwriting." Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. It, yeah. Deals get sent to underwriting to to get reviewed and, yeah, and approved. Well, uh, at good instant good lending institutions, the BDO like myself <clears throat> and the underwriter like Igor are on the same page from the beginning. Right. And I tell you, that is the key. That the SBA process is always challenging in terms of documentation and and the things that are required to get to the closing table. But if you are working with a lender who doesn't have that relationship with the underwriter, um, it just it's just a recipe for for problems. So, right. at First Bank of the Lake, we we are all on the same page from from day one. And as things come up and questions, we we communicate uh, frequently and effectively on potential issues and how underwriting is going to look at look at that. Yeah, okay. and, and I think that pays way for a, for a smoother process, right? Because hundred percent, you know, yeah. clients want want to know if their loan will be approved, when they'll be closing, all that stuff. So I think when you have 
uh, departments that are on the same page, you'll you'll get a much smoother process than you know in some yeah. in some other institutions. Yes. because it's not that way. All right, so Eric, let's talk about yeah. the, the the basic SBA loans that that uh, uh, First Bank of the Lake mm-hmm. deals with. Uh, talk about seven A five hundred four. Yep. What are they? Uh, how can they be used? Uh, textbook business that would yeah. would leverage these loans. Yep. So the, there's there's several programs within the SBA uh, program. Uh, we we focus on seven A and, and five hundred four. The seven A is a program that allows us to do pretty much everything that's that you could do uh, in term lending. Um, the 504 program is specifically designed for real estate and equipment. Uh, generally speaking, the SBA 7A program is going to be a variable rate program indexed to prime. So your payment can adjust as prime goes up and down. Um, with the 504 real estate equipment program, that is it's going to be a fixed rate program. Okay. Um, and that is that is structured through through cooperation with certified development companies as a first bank, a first mortgage with the bank, typically 50% conventional bank loan. And behind that is the certified development company who comes in issues a debenture second mortgage. Uh, and, uh, and, and that structure is different than the 7A, which is typically just one loan. Okay. And then let's just talk textbook banking for a second. Um, and we deal with this every day as we help small business owners get access to capital. But if you had the, uh, if you if you gave us that 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 simple checklist, the mm-hmm. top five top five items, what are they going to be from a business owner? What what's the absolute first things that business owners going to have to produce yes. to start this process? You know, I can speak to that, sure. Uh, and then Igor can clarify anything. But but typically what I like to see, we, we start with a financing proposal, right? It's not a commitment letter, but it's a it's a strong indication, and, and we've done some some good vetting up front that we feel like we want to do this deal, right? Uh, and in order to get that, typically, it, it depends on the deal, right? If you have a business acquisition, you're going to need a contract for purchase or a letter of intent that you wouldn't necessarily need on a refinance, for example. But we're looking at three years of business tax returns, uh, a year-to-date financial, so that would be, you know, an 831, August 31st, 2023 financial. Um, I like to see a comparative 831, 2022 financial right. to see, you know, in real time, how's this ship? Is it is is the, are they, is the trends up? Are the trends down? Where are they compared to the same time last year? Okay. Right. Uh, now, I don't think all lenders require that, but we I like to get it personally, and I think it's helpful. So that, a personal financial statement for anybody who's a 20% or more owner who will be a guarantee, a guarantor on the loan. Um, and then as mentioned, you know, line, uh, letter of intent if it's a purchase. And then uh, we try and get, you know, a, an idea. We don't pull the credit report, the personal credit report initially because we don't want to ding the credit, but we typically the borrower has a good idea of what that is. Uh, I have a questionnaire that I developed that asks like 10 questions and Basically, you know, whatever the issues are, we ask them to disclose that up front. Uh, I would say most times things are not necessarily a deal killer if there's been ad- adversity. Right. I think most borrowers after the Great Recession and through COVID, there's, right. there's been a lot of adversity, right? Yes. So, but whatever those issues are, we'd like to try and get those up right. out right up front. Um, so, you know, that, that typically, along with the personal tax returns, um, you know, we, we're looking at a lot of different things, but in terms of the basic information, I can spread those numbers relative to the, the payment that they would have based on the loan amount, the loan request, right. and get a pretty darn good idea 
of where, you know, if, if we've got a deal or not. Okay. Yeah. And again, I, just from our perspective at the Small Business Development Center, if a small business owner can't produce those basic documents, we, yep. have, we maybe need to go back a couple <clears throat> big of red, steps. Big red flag. Right, in, in right. some In some cases, yeah. I mean, right. you know, every business owner should be able to produce a, a financial statement, right? Right. You know, so, so yeah. Yeah. Igor, anything on the, the checklist? Yeah, I think Eric did a good job of explaining it. I think... Um, uh, an important thing that we've been, you know, kind of looking for is this disclosure of, of any type of adversity or any type of information that could potentially, you know, delay the deal right. up front is, 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 is an important thing. Because at that point, we can make a decision, you know, quickly, what do we want to do? How do we want to structure it? Does, does some type of movement need to happen in order for the loan right. To be less risky, or so. So that I think that's that's probably a, 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 a significant yeah. point we, mm-hmm. we're looking for. Yeah. All right, and and just uh, real quickly, just a short answer, but mm-hmm. time frame from from the moment yeah. you engage with a client. What do you think to, to get to get in seven A yeah. or five hundred four? Well, it all it all depends on the the deal, right. and it depends on the need, the time frame that the client has, right? So if they may have had a false start with another lender and they've got a purchase contract and maybe they have $100,000 non-refundable deposit and they've got 35 days to close, you know, that's a different scenario. Right. Uh, we're, we're always looking to move the process as quickly as possible. And with underwriting, you know, one of our things we're, we're, we're tasked with at First Bank of the Lake as a, as a salesperson, BDO, initial guy, is to make sure when we do submit to underwriting, we have the I's dotted, T's crossed, and we have a, a complete package. Um, but... Yeah. Right. Okay. And then real quick, as, as we bring this to a close, um, I understand First Bank of the Lakes introducing kind of a really exciting new product. Yeah. We, we don't, you don't have to give me details, but kind of give us the high, the, the sure. high level version of this new product. Yep. That's a, that's a great question. Great point. And in fact, I just learned about it at this conference. We're just, that's how new it is. <laughs> look, look, at, but, look at Eric. Look at the value you've already picked up from your registration fee. Exactly. Right. That's right. And uh, so, so, yeah, we've got a new product for, for business loans. Um, it's going to be up to 150000 Yes. Um, and what we're going to require is one year of tax returns and a current financial statement. They have to have been in business for one, one whole year. Right. So the tax return, have, we have to prove to the SBA that, they, hey, they filed a tax return, right? Um, but it may even be for a month or, or you know, right. two months or five months, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a full year on the tax return because right. the last filed, of course, will be December 31st, 2022. So we have to get a tax return, a current year financial statement, and then we have, we've developed a scoring system um, that's, that's pretty unique, and we think it's reliable, and we score the loan out very quickly. The idea is, you know, with these smaller transactions, you know, you have to move them through quickly to make them uh, a benefit for the bank, right? Profitable, right? I mean, if we spend three months on a $50,000 loan, right. that's, that's not good for anybody. Um, so yeah, we have a new system, uh, a new a new product that we're getting ready to roll okay. on. We think it's going to really serve uh, a segment of the market right now that's that's greatly underserved. Yep, I agree. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, Eric, it was great yes. to see you again. Yeah, Listen, you too, Tom. Uh, glad we uh, glad we connected here at the Flagle Conference. Glad to see you. Same here. Um, yeah. And uh, Igor, nice to have met you, sir. Nice to meet you. Um, real quickly, how does one find First Bank of the Lake? Well, that's a great question. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, Eric Dunham on LinkedIn, um, First Bank of the Lake. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Uh, okay. You can Google me. I'm out there okay. too, right? We're all, all there right. to be Googled. But LinkedIn's probably the best vehicle, honestly, and, and for it's, me. And it's just it's somebody could Google First Bank of the Lake. Yeah, they could. Okay. My email is E. Dunham, which is my last name, Dunham. So E-D-U-N-H-A-M at F-B. 
uh, as in First Bank, fblake.bank. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Nice. All right. Uh, It is Eric Dunham who serves as the Business Development Officer and Vice President of First Bank of the Lake, (laughs) and it is uh, Igor uh, Milanovic who is uh, underwriting team lead at First Bank of the Lake. Gentlemen, uh, enjoy your time uh, here in Orlando. Thank you for taking time. It's great to see you again. Great to see you. Um, This is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host. We are coming to you from uh, the Flagle Conference here at the beautiful JW Marriott. It's all happening here uh, in Orlando, Florida. And I was at the opening session this morning, and the word is record crowd, over four. And and free coffee. And and free coffee. And I heard there's donuts now, too. (laughs) Uh, Over 450 folks here at uh, at the conference. So uh, excellent opportunity to gather and and talk about capital access for small business owners and operators. Thanks, Eric. Thank Igor. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Stay tuned. More to come from the Flagle Conference. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.